Welcome to Exit 222, the podcast that puts you in the hearts, in the mind, and on the front line of stories that matter. I'm your host, R.M. McLean. Imagine for a moment you've been magically transported to one of the world's largest casinos. You've never visited this place before. It's all new to you and you're trying to absorb it, take it all in. Get a feel for what this place is all about and what it's like. As you look around, you notice there are thousands of games available to play from slots to table games. As you walk through the casino, the different areas are themed by major cities of the world. New York and Paris, etc. You also happen to notice that there are incredible restaurants shopping, and it's enormous. This place seems to go on forever. And then you get to the hotel and you realize that this particular casino has something on the order of 1,400 rooms, a golf course outside. And oh, by the way, the A list talent that performs here names like John Legend, Blake Shelton, John Mellencamp. Now, as you're making your way through the casino, it begins to dawn on you as you're absorbing the, the scope and scale and enormity of this property. Keep hearing that distinctive southern drawl. You see the clothing that people are wearing, probably a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans, some Oklahoma Sooners gear, no doubt. And it begins to hit you that you're not in Las Vegas. You're not in Atlantic City. In fact, this casino is located in Thackerville, Oklahoma which is just tucked in to the Oklahoma side of the Red River, the river that separates Oklahoma and Texas. Thackerville is located about an hour north of Dallas, Texas, and about three hours south of Blackwell, Oklahoma, the town that we've been focusing on in their story. So you might be asking yourself, what in the world does a casino in Thackerville, Oklahoma, have to do with the story of Blackwell? And I think the point is this. Blackwell and Thackerville, Oklahoma, are really bookends along I-35 north to south in Oklahoma in the ongoing saga of the expansion and introduction of casino gaming in Oklahoma. Now, the name of this casino is the Windstar World Resort. And on its website, it claims to be the world's largest casino with over 600,000 square feet of gambling space or gaming space. Which obviously, when you're talking about the world's title for largest casino, is completely up for debate. and depends on all manner of different ways of looking at the casino. And if you're referring to the overall property or just simply the, the gaming space. So I asked some of our contributors to the show their reaction upon learning that one of the world's largest casinos, or at least by their own proclamation, one of the world's largest casinos, is in Oklahoma. And their reaction was decidedly mixed. There's no way. Really? No, I would, I would say no way. That's my initial reaction. Wouldn't surprise me. All these land plots are large out there. That's where the property is. I mean, you couldn't do that now in like Florida or New York or D.C. There's just nowhere to build something like that. In a law that was passed by voters in 2004 called the Oklahoma State Tribal Gaming Act, or State Question 712 in the bureaucratic jargony sense, which allowed the native tribes to expand beyond things like bingo and other more low-key gaming 
to expand to full-on slots and, and some forms of table games. At any rate, the reason WinStar is so important and why it's so instrumental in helping us understand what's happening to Blackwell, Oklahoma, particularly over the last 20 to 30 years, is WinStar is symptomatic or perhaps the flagship model of the results of the expansion of travel gaming in Oklahoma and some of the reasons that have driven that expansion. For residents, obviously there is some value in having additional entertainment options in the state, casino resorts, A-list talent coming to town, new golf courses, etc. And for legislators, it was billed as a source of tax revenue. Revenue going to help, for example, the state's education system and other funds. But the expansion of gaming is largely driven by the, the bumpy economic plateau that Blackwell and other small towns have experienced over the last 30 to 40 years. As the oil and gas industry, manufacturing, and other businesses in and around Blackwell have gone through a number of ups and downs in recent decades. Now, if you recall where we left off with our story, a terrible disaster had just hit Blackwell in the community in 1955. And the tornado that hit on May 25th of that year not only destroyed homes and families, but it also destroyed businesses, some of which chose to relocate rather than rebuild. And it marked the beginning of Blackwell's time on that bumpy economic plateau, where instead of measuring growth and businesses and attracting new investors, the community was really treading water economically. In Blackwell's case, the first next milestone or the next inflection point that occurred after the 55 tornado was the closure of the zinc smelter, which was the town's largest employer at that time. When the smelter shuttered for good in the early 1970s, a thousand jobs went with it. The backbone of the city's economies. You can look at ads from the, the local newspaper, the Blackwell Journal Tribune at the time. Local companies were taking out full-page ads to trumpet their support, to advertise, or to lobby for the smelter remaining open because they knew they could see the writing on the wall and what it meant for their businesses. And it wouldn't be good news. There's a whole flip side to this story that you could focus on, but we won't do that today. And that is that the, the smelter also was a major source of toxic pollution across the city. Something that the residents have been battling for decades since in terms of cleaning up from the toxic residue left over from the smelter's operations, whether it's nearby the smelter itself or material that has been spread around the town, as it was used for filling potholes or grading parking lots or a number of other uses. The smelter was dead, but its remains were buried all around town. As the 1980s come into view, Main Street continues to dry up in Blackwell. Businesses shift towards the interstate. Trying to capture revenue from cars traveling north or south along I-35, a few miles west of Blackwell. So increasingly you see more and more of the storefronts along Main Street become empty. In addition to that, the 80s see an oil bust hit the state. And a number of the the oil and gas production companies go through very difficult times, layoffs, closures, etc., which Blackwell, given its history in the energy industry, takes it harder than most. There are a number of things happening. And overall, in the U.S., you have the increasing urbanization of the population. More and more individuals are living in cities. More of the population is leaving rural America in order to live in big cities. 
and Blackwell is no exception to that trend. And as Blackwell continues along this bumpy plateau that we talked about, it seems that every time a new business emerges, another one leaves. And a great example of that, in the 90s, an outlet mall is built right along I-35, which should, and you know, the ideal is that it will generate a lot of tax revenue for the city, create some jobs, give it a little bit more marketing and visibility for the community of Blackwell. So it opens, there's all these great stores and brands, and within a few years, some of those stores start to close and leave. And eventually the entire outlet mall is out of business, and, and some of the buildings are converted into other uses, but the point is, it becomes sort of this iconic reminder or symbol of the economic trials and tribulations that Blackwell and the community have gone through over the last several decades. A lot of hope, a lot of optimism, but too often those dreams would fade into disappointment. So as time progresses, there's a push that begins to develop for expanded gaming options in Oklahoma. To include a state lottery system, which was introduced about the same time as the state question on tribal gaming in the early 2000s. And this sets the stage for a new chapter in Blackwell's history. And that is the explosion of growth of casinos in the state of Oklahoma, but particularly around small towns like Blackwell. Now in sheer numbers, the dynamic growth of the gaming industry in Oklahoma and the investment in the jobs and the money circulating is undeniable. For example, the state boasts now well over 100 casinos after just expanding into the gaming industry in 2004. In addition to that, the tribes or the nations that operate the casinos, which are on either reservations or native territory, has grown from a paltry $14 million in exclusivity fees in fiscal year 2006, the fees that are paid out to the state as part of the, the gaming compact, to over $130 million in FY 2016. So you can get a feel for the incredible growth that's happening here. It mirrors what's happening at a larger national level. In 2015, tribal gaming racked up something like $30 billion in gross revenue, which accounts for about 75% of what the commercial gaming industry makes nationally. So it's incredible to think that the tribal gaming industry is almost on par with the commercial gaming industry when you think about places like Vegas and Atlantic City. Now, not all these casinos are the same grandeur, obviously, as a Windstar. They range from nothing more than a few slot machines and a truck stop to something like the Windstar or other casino resorts spread around the state. But many are, are on the smaller to medium size. But in Blackwell's case, what makes it particularly interesting and important to the community is that a number of these casinos have popped up around Blackwell. In fact, there are about five casinos with an easy driving distance of town, about 20 to 30 miles that have emerged over the last 10 to 15 years. And if you go a little bit farther than that, even, there's a handful more that are within an hour's drive. And so the residents of Blackwell are now surrounded by casinos. In a way, similar to how in the early days of the community, Blackwell is surrounded by oil fields. 
One of the issues that Blackwell's residents face now is what are the potential downsides of the explosive growth of the casino industry around the community? Well, yeah, there are new jobs and a little bit more entertainment. There's also a cost associated with the growth of gambling in the state of Oklahoma. And where the money comes from that is going into these casinos, because as they say, the house always wins, and there's a reason that casinos don't go out of business. So I asked some of our contributors how they would weigh the cost and benefits of rapid casino expansion around a small town like Blackwell, if they were a resident there. Yeah, I guess it all depends on which, uh, where you sit, right? I mean, if you're, a, um, if you're a state official versus a local official versus a county official, you're probably going to see things differently. But I guess where, where I would be, you know, the, the central piece of this, right, is you have to weigh the revenue and the job creation versus the downside. And if you see the revenue and you see all the dollars coming in, you're, you're just we all you see is advantage, yeah. right? Yeah. But the closer you get to the community, everybody wants to hit it big, right? Everybody wants to has dreams about winning the lottery, right? Or dreams about okay coming into money. So you got yeah. there's something deep down inside us that says this is our lucky day, or you know this is my chance to make it big, or I can end all the crap that I've been mm. dealing with if I just play one more time, right? right. Just like any other industry, it's regulated, it's legal, right? Mm -hmm. So good, it's a business, great, we can tax it. Um, but at the same time, I am kind of of the opinion that it does do damage to lower income communities, right? Mm -hmm. People, the people that don't have the means to go to the casino are going to the casino. Whereas, I mean, I'm sure there's gambling addiction and, you know, higher income brackets, you know, I'm, I'm sure there is, but at the same time, those people can probably absorb it a little bit better, right? It's no big deal to go lose 500 bucks in two or three minutes, you know, big deal. But uh, the more there are, it probably seems like the more likely you are to go eventually. But it's, again, what comes with the gambling and what comes with the casinos, and is that what you need to weigh? And I think that topic is something that is personal to every little small town. Some small towns are not going to want that. In a state where you have such a high number of gamblers and, and, and mental illness, a large number of casinos is not going to help that statistic. In April of 2016, the Oklahoma Association for Problem and Compulsive Gambling published a newsletter citing a study that said a little over 3% of the state's population, the state of Oklahoma's population, qualifies as having a gambling disorder, a figure which is twice the national average, which if you extrapolate that number out to the state's population, would mean that close to 100,000 adults in Oklahoma are potentially at risk of facing a gambling addiction. And 100,000 individuals would be one of the largest cities in the entire state, which speaks to the, the potential ramifications of the growth of the gaming industry in Oklahoma and something that not only legislators but state and local authorities and others will be contending with for years to come. Listen to an excerpt from a 1999 national report on the impact of gambling quote there are significant benefits and significant costs to the places namely those communities which embrace gambling and that many of the impacts both positive and negative of gambling spill over into the surrounding communities which often have no say in the matter end quote the same study also found that areas within 50 miles 
of a casino are associated with about double the prevalence of problem and pathological gamblers. Or in layman's terms, more nearby casinos equals more addiction to gambling. It's a historical irony that Blackwell's first settlers, the pioneers who rushed ahead in the land run of 1893, literally bet the house on staking a claim in those land runs. As construction of new casinos or expansion of existing ones continues throughout Oklahoma and even in and around Blackwell, the question is, who's actually benefiting from this growth? In a town called Bremen, which sits about 10 minutes north of Blackwell, just barely inside the Oklahoma border near Kansas, there are plans to develop a new casino resort that would boast about 80,000 square feet of gambling space hundreds of hotel rooms, and a 1,500-seat auditorium for concerts. And one of the principal investors in this planned casino is the world-famous rock star Gene Simmons from the band KISS. And last year, at a groundbreaking ceremony promoting the economic benefits and the visibility that the casino will bring to this area, including near Blackwell. Again, this is only about 10 minutes down the road. He provided a quote about the patrons who will be visiting this casino. Quote, It isn't just going to be a fancy place where rock stars and beautiful women and gaming is going to go on. It's actually going to substantially increase everybody's life quality in and around the area. People are going to come here from all over the world. End quote. And I asked some of the contributors to our show, starting with Frank, what their reaction is to the plans for the casino and the quote from Gene Simmons at the groundbreaking ceremony. I think maybe that would be true if he was building a casino in Las Vegas. And I think that's probably what everyone that's ever built a casino anywhere has said, right? It's going to be great for everybody, not just me. Everyone. Yeah, it's not. He's really overselling it there, I think. It's a lofty goal for a casino. I mean, uh, you know, but you know, props to Gene Simmons for, you know, believing in his company. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if he truly believes that or not. You know, that might have been something that was just drafted for the opening day ribbon-cutting ceremony. But for casinos, I think that it's all about the money, no matter where you go. And, and uh, they're going to do whatever venue needs to be done to change with the times, to change with the crowd and the audience and what makes them more money. So uh, that may be the opening goal. And I'm sure he's got that maybe that at heart at some point. But, you know, by the time the deeds are signed and the, everything starts rolling and the managers are in charge, it's going to a year or two from now, you know, it'll be just like every other casino. I don't know. It just sounds like marketing to me. You know, the reality is everybody's out to make a buck. As we look ahead for our next episode, Blackwell continues to move forward in the 21st century against challenges both new and old. And we wrap up the final episode of this season by reflecting on where Blackwell's been, where it is, and where it's going. Join us next time.